Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. I'm excited to be here today. What a good day in the house of God. Man, it's another beautiful Sunday. And man, we're gearing up. Yo, are you guys excited for next week? We start at the movies. I am so pumped right now. Any movie buffs in the room? We got movie quoters. That's a different breed of people. But we got movie quoters. I know, like, uh, my kids are huge movie quoters. And so they'll just be talking to me, and they'll say this line. I'll be like, where'd that come from? They're like, don't you remember the movie? And, like, I'm like, that's so awesome. I love talking. In, it's a different language when you start talking in movies. But we're going to be starting this series. I am so pumped about it. Each week is going to be an entirely new experience. Um, we're going to be preaching from uh, different movies like Hidden Figures, the Emoji Movie. Did you guys ever watch the Emoji Movie? I love the Emoji Movie. It's hilarious. Thank you, sir. So good. We're going to be talking through the Incredibles. Man, th- you know, there's some amazing stuff in those movies, and we're going to be looking at, um, we're going to be getting some stuff out of it. Also, tons of stuff for the kids, y'all. We're going to have characters, movie giveaways. So if you're young, you're old, whoever you are, it's going to be an incredible time. Make sure you invite somebody. We have amazing invites today. You guys see these? They're like stapled to popcorn. It's a whole movie experience, right? And so make sure you get some of those, give them away. They're easy invites. Uh, We were just at a coffee shop the other night and literally saw this little girl in a tiara and I was, I talked to her mom and I was like, is she a Disney princess? She's like, yes. And I was like, I got one of those. I said, hey, we're having this thing at our church. It's just an easy invite. It's just a gateway. If you see kids, yo, we have all this stuff planned for kids. It's going to be a character dance and it's just going to be so much fun. Um, So easy invites. Uh, We want to put tools in your hands so it's easy to just pass it out and get the word out about Jesus. That's our mission, right? To spread the good news of Jesus. And we want to make it as simple as possible so that you can be effective in your circle, in your world, where God has placed you. We want to make sure that you're equipped to engage your position. Um, Today, we're finishing up a series called Hello, My Name Is. We've been talking about identity and the identity we find in Christ. Um, A lot of times we can identify ourselves by different things. And you might even be here today and you identify by a certain experience that happened in your life. And we talked about how these things, these filters that we identify ourselves actually become our identity. They become more than an intro, but it's the way that we think It's the way that we process. It's the way that we respond. It's the way that when anything happens to us or around us, it's the way we process things. And so your identity is huge. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, who you is is super important. Super important. And more so than not, because I just want to give you some good news this morning. Can we start out with some good news? You are children of a king. You are children of the king. Like, not like those royal weddings that we all watch, you know, and you get into it. You know, you just saw the prince, like, get married and stuff. That's just super awesome. And, you know, we all get, like, goo-goo-eyed. And I don't know about you, but I'm like, I wonder how that looks. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder how that marriage works out. Like, where do they go to date? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, do they go to the movies? You know, do they go on a walk through the park? You know, do they take their dog on a walk? Like, how does that look? But let me tell you that we are children. We are heirs of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are a child of the King. And therefore, God actually says everything that is in his possession is yours. So your identity is already set. The thing that we need to work on as human beings and as people that are processing through this journey with Jesus is how we view ourselves. Because it's not who you are, it's who you think you are. And sometimes you can go around thinking you're somebody else. And if you've ever watched that show, um, it was way back in the day, I'm going to date myself, but it was called The Pretender. And there's this guy, and he pretended to be all these different positions. So no matter what he needed to do, he would be government, he would be education, he would be like whatever kind of job description he needed, he would become that person, and then he would be able to do all these, it was super legit. I was like, oh, I want to do that someday. He was like the like a con artist, and like he was, not that I want to be a con artist. <laughs> let's, let's get real real quick. <laughs> I don't want to be that. But I was like, how cool would that be to, to morph into something and have everybody believe that you're something? But don't we do that all the time anyways? And sometimes things can happen in our lives, and it's real life. You know, you might feel like super abandoned sometimes. You know, if, you, if your parents went through a, a messy split and somebody walked out, sometimes you can feel like it was your fault. Or maybe you're the one that is divorced. And you feel that separation has something to do with you. And so even though you are a child of the king, still you feel so unwanted and undesired. And even though you have all these things at your grasp, you feel so poor and broken, like you're not capable of anything. Yet God has put so much inside of you that it's incredible. I want to look at a scripture today to kind of framework what we're going to be talking about today. In Ephesians chapter 5 Verse 13, you can turn to it or electronically click it. But I want to start in verse 13 because it says, it talks about light. Now, light is super powerful and light overcomes darkness. So every time you turn on a light in a room, it overtakes the darkness and makes the room light. Never do you turn on a light and the room stays dark, right? That just wouldn't make sense because light overpowers darkness, okay? You got that? Little, little lesson right here. Hopefully everybody knows that. So in verse 13, he's talking about light, and he says, but everything, everybody say everything. Everything. Now, that's super important. You need to know that. Everything, okay? Not just some things, not just a couple things, not just your favorite things, but everything. That's right. Everything exposed by the light becomes visible. Everything exposed by the light becomes visible. Visible. Now, I don't know if this happens in your house, but sometimes we treat laundry like the last priority, and all of a sudden we have the mountain of laundry in our room, and a chair or a chase or a couch or whatever becomes the designated spot for all of our clean laundry. Anybody else in the house ever have those weeks? Maybe a couple weeks, maybe months, okay? I don't know how it is in your house, but there's times where we'll get the... the the laundry Himalayas, you know, and it's like this giant mountain, and sometimes we lose things and lose children inside the Himalayas, but there was this one time, it was just one of those weeks, y'all, where laundry was last on the priority list, 
And so we had the mountain of laundry on our chase. And so I was one night, I was trying to get everything prepped. I don't know if you're like this. I like to prep my outfits, you know, uh, the night before. That way when I wake up in the morning, sometimes I have to get up at the butt crack of dawn. And I'm like, I don't want to be looking for an outfit that's not wrinkled in the morning. <laughs> Nothing worse, right? Nothing worse. Bad hair day, it's on that list. But uh, right under that is like not having an iron thing and you have to iron it at 5 o'clock in the morning. Not cool. So I'm like, you know, i got to find my outfit. So I found everything besides matching socks. Now, I don't know what happens in your house and your laundry, but somehow, some way, my socks run away. They go find a bus. They go tripping to Chicago. I don't know where they head, but they are gone. Like, I'm looking in the laundry. I'm looking underneath the laundry. I'm looking in the clothes, the dirty hamper. I'm looking in my drawer. I'm like, where is this sock? Gone. I don't know where it is. It's gone. So I'm looking for a matching pair of socks. It is search and rescue mission for this one anklet sock that I love. And I don't know about you, but I do not wear mismatched socks. I just don't do it. It's against my belief system. It's against who I am. I don't have a good day if they're mismatched, right, because I feel it all day long. And I know even though you can't see it, I feel it. I feel it. It's, it messes up who I am. I'm not Elijah Hollis with my mismatched socks. <laughs> Forget that. I'm finding this thing. So I got my iPhone out, right, and I got my flashlight, you know, this little rinky-dink little thing, and I'm, like, looking for it because I don't want to wake Ashley, you know. So I'm, like, looking in, and I can't find this mismatch. Like, finally, becomes midnight. I'm, like, okay, Lord, bless my mismatched socks. I'm going to be looking for this in the morning, but Lord, just bless me as I sleep. So I go to bed. I wake up in the morning, and I come to the Himalayas, and I'm standing at the, the, the base of the mountain, and there in broad daylight is my mismatched sock. And we had a little reunion. I hugged it. I kissed it. I put it on. And I was stoked about it. But you know what happened? Is the artificial light wasn't enough for me to see what was going on. I needed the true light to expose what was already there. And there's a lot of things in your life. There's a lot of different qualities and characteristics and personality and, and things that God has already placed in you before the time that you were born, before the time that you were conceived. And it's all there, but a lot of times we look for significance with artificial light instead of using the true light. Because my iPhone light is good, but it's not enough. And a lot of times we use different things to look for significance. You might use a new job. Well, if I just had a new job. So you get that new job. You go and you're looking for significance and you can't find it anywhere. Like, well, I thought this was going to make me feel better. I thought this was going to give me that position and that exposure that I needed. And I thought I was going to feel like a leader. But now I feel more incapable because there's things that are trying and, and they're harder than what I thought they were going to be. And now you can't find significance with the artificial light. Maybe, maybe it's, a, it's a different marriage. And so you think this marriage is not good enough and I'm, I'm not the man I could be or I'm not the woman that I could be if, if he just loved me right, if he just talked to me right, and I was respected, and if my family knew who I truly was, then I would be able to be this amazing person. So we find a new marriage and we get into it and we're like, what? This isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I thought the grass was greener, but actually it's, it's a little crusty. It's a little brown. And so we get into this search for significance, and we can't find it. And we think it's new friendships and new friend groups and new colleges and you name it. Well, maybe if I had a new career choice and maybe if I had a, a new 
you know, path that I was taking, maybe I could find significance. But it's his light. Because everything that's exposed by the light becomes visible. And so when you're near him, when you're near his light, when you allow him to get involved in the process, when Jesus comes in, now, you got to know this, heaven has no lights, no light bulbs, no LED versus halogen, right? We're not going to be worried about changing the light bulbs, praise the Lord. Not going to be changing batteries on things. We're not. There are no lights because the light of his presence is enough to light up the whole place. Did you know that? So where God is, is light. God is light. In fact, when God spoke, he said, let there be light. In fact, what he was saying is, let my presence be known. And when God gets involved in a situation, when you invite him in and say, Jesus, I've been looking for significance in different things, but it's time that I search with your light. All of a sudden, everything that the light exposes becomes visible. Now, does that mean that the, the matching sock wasn't there at nighttime and it magically appeared in the morning time? Absolutely not. It was there all along. And I was kicking myself in the morning. I was like, I should have gotten good sleep and <laughs> waited for the sun. I'd have been a lot more rested. And a lot of you are tired. A lot of you feel weak. A lot of you have searched for years. And you're coming to your breaking point. But let me just tell you, invite the light. Once you invite the light, you ever seen those light brights? And you got those little clear color pieces and everything you put on all of a sudden becomes illuminated. It's amazing when Jesus gets involved in your life because the things that were dead and gone, like we sang about today, all of a sudden have new life in them. But it has nothing to do with who you are. It has everything to do with who he is through you. And it's amazing when Jesus puts you together. He puts all of the pieces there. And all you have to do is invite him into your space. He goes on in verse 14. and says, this is why it said, wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead. I don't know if you need to write this somewhere or put this somewhere in your house when you first get up in the morning. Maybe it's on your mirror. But we, a lot of times I'll have to remind myself to wake up to who I am. Maybe I'm having a bad day. Or maybe have you ever had a grumpy day? I have grumpy days sometimes. Well, I'll get up and, and you know, with our kids, we send them back to bed to get up on the right, right side of bed, you know. We're like, oh, did you get up on the wrong side of bed? Go back to bed and get up on the, wrong, the right side, right? And so they have to go back to bed and they get up. Sometimes just getting out of bed again kind of resets, restarts. But a lot of times, the light is waiting for us to meet it. And, and that's why the scripture says, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and then Christ will shine on you. But a lot of times, we never wake up until we never let Christ shine on us. 
And so you live this life of zombie living, you know, where you're like, you just make it through. And you're just showing up to work. Now, you're not truly present, right? You're just doing the things you always know to do. And you're just entering the things you always enter. And you treat relationships like you've always treated them. But you're a zombie. You're dead. And when we wake up and realize what Jesus has done in us, but a lot of times it's getting in his light and getting exposed and be all of a sudden seeing the things that were always there all along. And you're like, wow, I didn't know I was capable of that. And I didn't know I was able to do that. And I, I'm, I'm not sure I ever knew I was able to love like that and able to accept people like that and able to serve people like that. And all of a sudden he exposes the things that have always been there because Jesus formed you in the womb. He says, wake up, sleeper. And if you can still and quiet all the things around you, all the noises, all the things that are calling for your attention, if you can quiet them for a second, can you hear your creator's voice? The one who exposes everything, even the things people don't know about, the thoughts those thoughts that you try to hide, but the creator cuts through all the noise and he sees them all. And what if we took a moment every day and we just allowed five, 10, 15 minutes to just quiet the noise and listen to the creator, the one who put everything there, the one who pieced it all together so, oh, my daughter's going to need this. My daughter's going to need this characteristic. Oh, she's going to be stubborn. I'm going to put that in there because I'm going to need that. And what if you listen to him and hear him speak life into your identity? I think it would be amazing what you hear. Don't you? I think it would be amazing what you'd find out about yourself. And, and sometimes we try to find significance in all these things and we try to find our identity, and the things around us, but we come up short, you know? But everything that's illuminated by his light becomes insane and becomes amazing because he's involved in it. And that only happens when his light is involved in our lives. It only happens when he shines on us because when Christ's light shines on us, all of a sudden we become visible to the world. Isn't that great? We become the greatness that people see. We become the great one that people see. A lot of times, Jesus is introduced to people through your life. Isn't that scary? Woo! And that angry coworker and that person that's, that's on the street that, that needs love and is crying out for love, but they're hurting and they're broken, so they hurt everybody around them. That person needs to be introduced by Jesus. And a lot of times we think, well, if I can just get them to church or if I can just, I don't know, if they can listen to a podcast or, or read a book, it'd be great. Hey, Jesus is calling you to not only be in the world, but to shine your light on the world so that it can know the Savior that loves it and cares for it. But the only way that happens is if we wake up and we rise from the dead and we say, Jesus, here I am. Shine your light on me so that I can shine my light into the darkest places of the world. Jesus said, go and make disciples. I love that because he didn't just say, disciples, you're going to just be this good news and you're going you're gonna to share. He said, go and make disciples. And then he said, go to the ends of the world. Do you know where the ends of the world are? What he was talking about? 
He was talking to the places that were the darkest and farthest away from his light. And there's some spaces that you're a part of that when you walk into it, you're like, ooh, my goodness, it's dark in here. Have you ever felt that? Where you walk into a space and you're like, whoa, Jesus needs to be here, right? You get like goosebumps, the hair raised on your neck, and maybe it's the place you work every day. Come on, somebody. And you walk in, you're like, oh, my word, this is so dark. And it's time that you wake up and rise up to the occasion because you know why you're there? It's to shine a light into the darkness. He said, go and make. Make it happen. It's not going to be easy. The pathway is not going to be lined up for you. Jesus said, go and make it happen. I love it. He said, go and make a way. Shine your light. Because darkness has to flee when you are light. But when you are not light, darkness reigns supreme. It's time for us to wake up and realize we are children of the light. Children of the Father of lights. And he shines on us. He shares his light with us so that we can become the light to the world. Come on, somebody. With everything going on with immigration, I think it's time for the church to rise up and be a voice to it. We cannot be silent because our Savior was an immigrant. He fleed his hometown to come to Egypt to get away from persecution and those that were out for his life. And who are we to decide how we are going to treat immigrants when our Savior was one? I tell you, it's time for the church to rise up, for us to rise up as families, as individuals, and say, enough's enough. Though you know, government may say what they want. Education may say what they want. Nonprofits might do what they want, and it might not line up, but that doesn't matter. On my watch, as far as me, I'm going to shine a light where it's dark. And we were just in D.C. with Esperanza, an amazing organization that's standing up for the rights of Im Im immigrants and those that are coming into our country. And they were going to um, lobby uh, the things that were being done with the separation of the parents and the children and just standing in the gap because there are those that are poor and that's why Jesus calls us to speak good news to the poor but also to bind up the brokenhearted, right? We talked about that. And he, he calls us to bind up the brokenhearted, to not just say, hey, Jesus loves you, but to show them this is what Jesus loves look, looks like and to be the ones that stand in the gap like Moses and Aaron when the plague was hitting all of the people of Israel. And Moses says, Aaron, you better get in there, boy. We're losing people by the droves. And Aaron, he runs out with his incense and gets before God and stands in the gap. There are some of you that Jesus is calling not just to make it through, not just to survive this life, not just to be a Christian in a church, but to rise up, grab your incense, run in the middle, and be in the gap for the immigrants, be in the gap for the homeless. Be in the gap for the brokenhearted. Be in the gap for those that are thinking about committing suicide or overdosing on heroin. Be in the one that's standing in the gap Say, not on my watch. I'm the light into the darkness. Come on, somebody. And Jesus is calling us to rise up. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at This Is Change PHL. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.